welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. I think I need to advise you. Sometimes, don't be a socialist in your spiritual ideas, spiritual thinking. What do I mean? A socialist think, okay, um, it's this that has led to this. Okay, you get a job, when you get a good job, you'll be able to buy your house. And then when you get a pay rise, as you stay there, you'll be rising and rising and rising. One day you buy a very expensive car, you know. So then one thing to lead to another. Oh, one day when I'm 30, I'll be married. And then when I get married, two years, I'll wait for three years, then I'll have my first child. And then, hey, life is not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. So those of you who are married, instead of hitting the high road of making children, you tell me you are waiting for three years and two years. In the mod, mod, in modern day United Kingdom, pregnancies are getting rare. And number two, pregnancies easily get miscarried. So don't assume that as for you, things will be easy. God and keep moving forward by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have to take atmospheres like this a little bit more serious. Take, uh, you know, never get familiar with spiritual environments because you have made some friends who have problems with the choir leader or with the ashes leader and that, that they always complain. So you have also joined them and t- taken a back seat with your case, you. You are taking a back seat. Have you forgotten about your mother's history? Your auntie's histories? Your sister? The history in your family? Oh, please. When you start having excuses for not being in church, Satan has started licking your legs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you go to hospital and they are coming to give you injection, they use that to clean the place. Yeah. Satan has started <laughs> So, I mean, these things are real. And, it, and it's, it's very important. It's very important you understand these dynamics. When you see, a, uh, let's say, a, a church leader, brother, who has fallen into trouble, most of the time it's because he wasn't smart enough to realize the trouble coming. Yeah. Genuine Christian who has fallen into trouble, he never thought the trouble was coming. He thought, I can handle this. And I'll go. Something. He woke up from, he didn't realize that that prostitute was different from Delilah. No. You can escape prostitutes, but Delilah is a tailor-made, bespoke, design, temptation to pull you down. It's targeting something in your life. Yeah. So I overcame that, I overcame that. But this one is bespoke to overcome you. Yeah. Please, don't leave church. Because what may be following you in your background is wild. Yeah. Something is following. Don't wait for things to get out of hands before you start looking for prayers. And usually, people leave church in pride. And you forget. That's why I mean, I'm just pursuing God and doing the work of God. People forget 
where God has yanked, not put, yanked them out of. Yeah. Don't forget. And your household devils are not, have not relaxed. Too. The demons that killed your father, that's, that stopped your father's progress. They are waiting for you. Just that you have come into an atmosphere of cover. You know, when people are entering shops, they leave their dog in front there. Yeah. So you enter a, a spiritual shop, that dog following you from your father's background is at the end, he's waiting. Don't be quick to go out. Yeah. Don't be quick. I am speaking as a spiritual person. A lot of, you see the problem, pastor, some people come to us. When you, you wait, when there, there's a crisis, where you can't, you are out of control. You can't, you can't do anything about. Stage four, then you come to pastor. Pastor, please pray. Please pray. And like Paul, you should have listened to me and not to have sailed from Crete. Yeah. Me, I know the demons are at large. If I play loose, they will come after me. Especially the way I've stood in the gap for many of you. The way I've stood in the gap for if I play loose, they'll come for me and my children and my wife. Yeah. So I mean, I won't play loose. Those who play loose, let them maybe their yeah, demons have gone on holiday. But one day they'll return from holidays. <laughs> no demon will be able to get access to you. But we want to pray. Tonight, I really want us to spend time praying. Because how many of you think that a testimony will do for you? Yes. Yeah. There are some people, it's not laying on offense they need. Some people, it's lack of distraction, focus will change everything. And there are some people who are ready for a miracle. You need to just push them a little bit and they step into the testimony. I see you stepping into a testimony. You don't say the amen with zeal. You don't say the amen with power. I said, I see you stepping into a testimony. I see you stepping into a new era of miracles. Shout hallelujah. We want to pray. In Isaiah chapter 64 verse 1. How many of you think that some testimony will do for you? Oh, that that would rend the heavens. That you will come down that the mountains might shake at your presence. So this must be your prayer. God, do something about this case. Do something about my situation. Do something about my condition. That, that will rend the heavens. There's a sister, I'm, I'm sure she might be here. One of the prayer meetings, the Lord opened my eye and I told her, I'll call her and pray for her battle over her marriage. Later on, she came and spoke to me about how she's found a man, great guy, they want to marry, but for some reason, her father, I think her father or mother said, no, you will never marry this person. That does he understand? It's like it's become a battle. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another lady in this church. When she was going to get married, I saw her, you were, some of you were here, I called her in front and pray. I said, I see a battle, it's not over. We prayed for her. Her father said, no, this marriage will never happen. This marriage will never happen. This marriage will never happen. 
And then we kept praying. We kept praying. Eventually, the father said, okay, well, that's fine. Then she was happy. I said, hey, in a prayer meeting, I saw that it looks like the battle is not ended. Yeah. So I told her we need to really mount prayer. Someone say prayer. Prayer. One of the things I like about church is that you get to pray. One. And why do you, why is getting to pray an advantage? Because God is a a prayer answering God. I mean, if you pray to God, he answers you. Why would he say that, rent the heavens and come down? It's a prayer. Expression, oh God, rent the heavens. Some of you, the situations at hand, if God doesn't intervene, it's not good. It is not good. Don't, this is not the time to start playing diplomacy. And when we say, let's pray, say, a God, a God. But you know your problem is not a God prayer. Ah, God! That's the kind of problem, yeah. <laughs> a God. Then when we finish, you come to me. Pastor, can you pray for me? After this environment, I see you having a testimony. You ran the heavens. You want to pray and call on God. Any case in your life. Some of you are dealing with situations that will require the hand of God. You watch that. Pastor, watch the testimonies that are about to be birthed. Let's watch it. Right from tonight, someone will get home and go and meet a testimony. It shall happen for you. It shall happen for you. It shall happen for you. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You will get home and go and meet the testimony. In Psalm 86, I like Psalm 86 very much. Psalm 86 talks about how, um, we'll read the verse 1 and verse 2 and then we maybe we jump jump to verse 5. But before we go to Psalm 86, today's Bible reading, I like the first verse, chapter 1, verse 1. He said that God impressed on the heart of the king. Now, you see, why you need a prophet is that now, in the first year, in, uh, in his first year, as soon as he became king, in the, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, Jeremiah have said it already. And what, what Jeremiah said was not an opinion. It was a word of the Lord. That, that is, that's the difference between a prophet. In Acts chapter 1, verse 16, it, Peter told them, that it says that, for God, the Holy Spirit spake by the mouth of David concerning Judas. Yes. Who spoke? The Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of. So it was David. See, if you're a socialist, you only hear David speaking. But if you are a student of prophecy and if you are spiritually sensitive, as David is speaking, you can hear that, no, God is telling me something through the mouth of this man. That's how God operates. Oh, and this idea is ideas. Stay there in the realm of ideas and you'll miss your opportunities. God spoke by the mouth of human beings. That's all you are. God has always done that. He always, many people are waiting to hear God call from heaven. Daniel, Daniel. That day will never come. Because we are all waiting. He won't leave me and come to you. 
only speaks to the ears of the believer from outside. Then you hear an audible voice. Forget it. You are not on the Isle of Patmos. <laughs> he speaks from inside. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, the other, and he says the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits. He does the communication from inside. He speaks from Romans chapter 8, verse 16. He speaks from the inside. The inner man, the Spirit himself bears witness with our human spirit. So you see, first spirit is capital S, second spirit is that's your human spirit. Everybody has got a human spirit. And the Holy Spirit, if he wants to communicate you from your, with your human spirit. So, Pastor, why are you preaching? He uses my mouth to speak a general word. So, they that have ears, they will hear what this. Oh, come on, I feel like preaching. They will hear. So, if he's going to speak from the outside, he will use a preacher and a prophet. But when a preacher and a prophet speaks, it goes as far as to your ears. Your inner man will hear a second voice, which is in you. And when the preacher is preaching, that's why you don't need distractions. You need less distractions as possible so you can hear. As you are hearing, you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit through the speaker. Now, as I'm preaching, some of you have heard that I think Pastor is speaking about me. I think God is trying to speak to me. Bible says that the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David concerning Judas. Hundreds of, hundreds of years before Judas was born, the Holy Spirit has already spoken. David has spoken that there's a guy called Judas is coming. And so, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah. Jeremiah has spoken already. But as soon as Cyrus became king, the first year, the word was activated. That the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord, ah, I like that one. Who told you can, God can do some things? There's no human being God cannot move. God can move any human being on the face of the earth. There's no human being. Think about this. That, that when Moses was born, Pharaoh has passed a law. Kill all, all the sons of the Hebrew women. But Moses was born. Pharaoh's daughter goes to the, the riverside, went and saw a child. And suddenly, she developed an interest in the child. He said, I want, to be, I want him to be my son. He knew that it was one of the Hebrew women. Then the sister who was lacking the corner said, I, I know a, a woman who has not got a child, but her breast is full. She can breastfeed the child for you. He said, bring her. I'll pay her to breastfeed. So now Moses' mother will be going to the palace every morning, go and breastfeed her own child and give him kisses. And then when they finish, they pay her and she goes. And then, ah, you are being paid to take care of your child by the enemy who wanted to kill your child. Who told you God can do some things? God has a sense of humor. God has a sense of humor. I see God changing your story. If you can pray, if you can pray, if you can pray, God will turn your situation around. Hands down. Shout, Lord, I believe. And they raised Moses in their own house. Bible says that he was educated in all the wisdom. Acts chapter 7 verse 22. He was educated. They gave him the highest education and every secret in Egypt. He knew it. He was educated. Moses was learning in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. You, Europe was not there. Yes, civilization of Europe was late. And they behave like Africans have always been in caves. Don't mind them. 
This one many years ago. Africa, Egypt, Africa. This Africa. Africa. Moses was raised by his enemies. And he was loved very well. In fact, Bible says in Acts chapter 7, Pharaoh's daughter raised him like her own son. Yeah. Raised him like her own son. Yeah. But when he was sister, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And yet you think that they will pollute Moses. When God's time came, it entered his heart to take a stand with the people of God. The same God. Who told you God cannot move the heart of people? The problem is not the hand of God. The problem is your lack of faith. Your lack of faith. Your faith is too weak. Your faith is too weak. Too weak. You can't trust God to the end. You can't trust God to the end. Trust God to the end. You are so fearful. That's why you are always considering, should I even go to church? You, in your state, you are, is church attendance an option for consideration? You. You are endangering the life of people who are depending on you. You are endangering the life of your unborn child. You are endangering the life of your potential husband, potential wife. Your children are begging you, Dad, go to church. You have come too far to live like someone who God has not brought far. You have come too far. You have come too far in God. God has done too much for you. Have you forgotten the number of prayers you prayed? You call on the name of the God of heaven, the God of Israel, Jehovah Elohim. You call on his name. Look at how he has navigated you. How far you have come. And now, when it's time for prayer, you choose, I'm, I'll go, I won't go. Shoo! Why do you wait for things to get out of hands? You know, males don't do well from your background. And you have, you have two of them. Or four male boys. Sister, do church well. Do church well. This, I just, I just don't understand why people think that coming to church is to encourage their pastor. Hey! The more I'm growing, the more I sometimes just lay hands on people. Pastor, I'm in need. I need a miracle. I believe God. But I realize that laying on of hands works a lot. But sometimes it can be very handicapped based on what you have been doing with the message the one who laid hands on has been saying. You should have listened to me and not to have sailed from great. He said, nevertheless, there will not be loss of life. However, you will suffer losses. The ship will go. Because you've come for prayer, we will save your life. But, but, a lot, a lot have gone wrong. Tonight, God told me there will be miracles within the next 50 days. Strange testimonies with your name on it, 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 with your name on it. 
Shout, Lord, I believe. When we start to pray, pray like a believer. Don't pray those gentle prayers. Pray based on your need. And let your prayer be an expression of your faith. Pray based on your need. I don't understand why you should pray gentle when you have a medical, concerning medical report. You need God. Look at the battle it took for you to get married. Look at the battles from one battle to the other. And the battle hasn't finished. So don't relax. When I grew up, there is a, there's an adage. It says, life is war. Yeah. Yeah. Life is war. When you are young, you don't know. Yeah. So there are ladies standing here who knew that they would have been married long time by now. They knew. They knew they've been. Now, you, you have seen that life is a different story. Yeah. And you are getting concerned because your mother's history is about to kick in in your story. Yeah. Yeah. Your mother never had the chance of staying with the husband, even though she had a child or two. And it wasn't that she was bad, but for some reason. For some reason. There are people who are engaged. Listen, listen. Those of you who like this flamboyant, noisy engagement. <laughs> Sister, you better go on your knees. Some of you, when you are pregnant, you have to hide it. Yeah. Hide it. That baby on board, you are not bass. So, I'm not saying that you don't get pregnant, but I'm saying that you just have to know what you are battling before you start making noise out there. You must know what you are battling. Watch it. Watch it. Some of us, you don't need a grandiose wedding. You need a simple, simple wedding. Yeah. No registry, proper marriage. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Christian, bring it to the altar so that it gets covered at the altar. Yeah. How many of you want us to pray? Yes. You have a testimony. I said you have a testimony. I'm speaking as a prophet. As you connect your faith, it will be for you. You will have a testimony. You shall 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 have a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Let's read the text and then we can get into prayer. In Psalm 86, it says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. You see, you have to identify your state. And use it as a platform and believe God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. So, a poor in spirit is like you don't 
think you deserve any good thing from God. It's not an entitlement. We live in a generation where right, right, my right. Don't take it to God. When you, when you talk about right, you're talking about merit. But you don't need right from God. If God should give you your right, I think you don't, you don't want to have it. Yeah. Because the things you have done, the things you have done and today you are standing in church. Yeah. If God is that radical and giving right, soon as you go to church, the earth will just open. <laughs> he said, verse 2, Preserve my soul, for I am holy. Oh, thou my God, save the, the servant that trusts that the bit. You trust God for salvation. How many of you have a few concerns about something in your life? The only way you can engage God concerning it is that you trust him. Okay? So that's where prayer starts. Prayer starts from, I'm trusting God. Don't say, maybe it's too me done. I'm so worried. No, no, calm down. Calm down. Trust God. Whatever the outcome, you know God will take care of you. That's where it starts from. Look at verse 3. Ah, this is the one I like. Be merciful unto me. How many of you want God to have mercy on you? This is the opposite of right. That I don't deserve this, but God, just... Yeah. It, my name shouldn't be considered, but just have mercy on me. Just, just you understand. I've, I've, I've done some wrong stuff. I've gone wrong. I've been disobedient. That, that's the beauty about working with God, where you've gone off, and yet, when you cry unto God, because his mercy... He can, he, can, he can treat you as though you never went wrong. Of, yeah. How many of you know that there are things in your life that should make God be very upset with you? Yeah. But you, let's pray a, a prayer of mercy and stand on the grounds of I don't deserve it, but you are just good. When, when King Jehoshaphat and pe people attack Judah, they were coming to attack Judah and they were afraid, Second Chronicles chapter 20. And the, King Jehoshaphat said, this multitude that are coming, they are more than we, we don't know what to do. I, I like verse 4. He said, but our eyes are, oh, I like that bit. He said, we don't know what to do by reason of this multitude, but our eyes are on you, oh Lord. Anytime you say my eyes are on you, you invalidate all the other potential options that God, what you are saying is, if God cannot do it, may it not be done. If God cannot, be, cannot do it, may it not be done. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4, 5, or 14 and 15, it says that by reason of this multitude, look at what is happening. And but our, We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Oh God, will you not judge them? Yeah. But our eyes are on you. They are coming against us. Our eyes are on you. And then when they... And, after they pray, they declared fasting, including animals. Animals were also fasting. That, that's, that's how determined they were. Yeah. You, instead of fasting, you say, I'm taking paracetamol. So. <laughs> and. <laughs> And they said, watch this. I want to show you something. And when they prayed, the Spirit of the Lord came on 
one of the guys is a, a prophet. And he said, Hear ye, O Israel, verse 19 and 20. Believe in the Lord your God and believe in also in his prophets. And then he told them to appoint singers to face the battle. And then when they appointed the singers, they knew that this God, <laughs> we just need your help. Do you know what the singers sang? They sang that God is good and his mercies endures forever. That's what, they didn't say my merits will go ahead of He said the mercy of God is what will prevail. So, see, when you talk about the mercy of God, it's like God turning a blind eye, as it were, on what should, you be, should be used against you. God is like, I haven't seen it still come in. That's mercy. And some of us, you need a miracle before the end of this year. And if God doesn't have mercy on you, you know that miracle, you are not entitled to it. Yeah. They sang and went, praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. It's a month of praise. Praising the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praising the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praising the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praising the Lord. And when you face the future with the mind on the mercy of God, I'm telling you, you will not suffer losses the way others suffer. God will turn your captivity around. God will turn your situation around. God will turn your situation around and give you a major testimony in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout yes, Lord. Quickly, and then we will pray. Verse 5 says that, uh, Psalm 86, verse 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous where? In mercy unto all who, who call on your name. God has beaucoup mercy. Plenty mercy to all. How many? How many? So what stops you from calling on his name? When you call on his name in prayer, he has plenty mercy. Because for oh, for God to be a prayer answering God, he first of all has to be a mercy showing God. Because other than that, you can't ask God to do things for him to just do anything. He has to. It's like you're ordering somebody around. You go, you go to somebody's um, office and ordering them around. Uh, make sure you bring me some coffee. Send somebody to go. But why are they doing it? They are ignoring your mess. And they are just doing it because they just want to help you. They will do it not because they want to take orders from you, but they will do it because they just want to help you and ignore how annoying you are. So when you pray and ask God to show you mercy, when God shows you mercy, he's doing, he's answering your prayer not because you deserve answers, but he's answering your prayer because he wants to actually help you. He's plenteous in mercy to all who call on his name. As you call on his name, it's like, that is why, watch this, let me throw this in. Church guys, we have to be careful how we judge people. Yeah. Because you might see someone doing something wild and the person might come and be praying. And the prayer will be answered and yours hasn't been answered. And you are, you are wondering, but why? Even this one doesn't live the way he should live. He doesn't pay this tithe. He doesn't come to church. He's not serving. He's been gossiping about people in church. And But look at what is happening. Hey, you don't know their heart of mercy. They've been crying for mercy. And as soon as you cry for mercy, God is like, he, he can't say no. He can't say no. That is why I believe that this prayer is so important. As we pray this prayer, you open up yourself for some levels of mercy that guarantee certain testimonies that only God can give. I've, I've preached. I feel like preaching. 
I said, I feel like preaching. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayers and attend to the voice of my supplication. How many of you think this is your prayer? In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. Because of time, I think I will leave the rest and go jump straight to, there's so much in here, but I will jump straight to the last verse. Because it's a continuation. This is our prayer. Give ear to my prayer. And then says, show me a token. Do you know what? When David was coming to fight Goliath, he said, Ha! Who is this on second Then David went to face Goliath. Goliath said, Hey, you coming to fight with me? Like, I think I'm a dog. Come, I will give you, I won't even fight you. I will just hold you in the beds of the sky. will eat you. David said, You, you come to me with sword and spear. But I come to you in the name of the God of Israel, whose armies you have defied. Watch this. He said, this day, in chapter 17, 1 Samuel, and he said, this day, God will deliver you into my hands so that all those who are, Israel will know that God, he said something very interesting. He said, this day the Lord will deliver deliver you into my hand and I'll strike you and take off your head from you and this day uh, and, and this day I will give the carcass to, uh, the, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. God will throw his weight about here and people will know that God is involved in your life. Ha <laughs> ha! Shout hallelujah! What I'm trying to suggest to you that today's prayer will make people know that God is actually involved in your life. Is involved in your life. God is getting involved in your situation. God is taking on the situation. Shout yes, Lord. He said, I will know that there's a God in Caris. And not just that. And he said, and all Israel will know that God doesn't save by spear and arrow. God, he said, and then all the assembly, uh, this assembly, that's Israel, shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give it, ah, and said, he will give you into my hands. God, he said, God, you, you, are, you are big. You are so formidable. But God will give you into my hands. I'm small, but God will give you. That's what we talk. Goliath, David faced Goliath in the name of the Lord because he knew how to call on the name of the Lord. Some of you have Goliath situations in your health, Goliath situations in your family, Goliath situations in your marriage, Goliath situations in your marriage, your ministry, your business, your career, and you are going to handle it like any other one. No, the devil is a liar. We are going to call that God, show me a token for good that all will know that you have helped me, that all will know. You will say that, show me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou Lord has helped me and comforted me lift up your hands somebody call on the name of the Lord say oh Lord say it with faith say oh Lord I put my trust in you have mercy upon me and change my story give me a testimony give me a miracle and I promise to give you all the glory Lord, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. I prophesy, I declare that I overcome, I overcome, I have the victory. 
before the end of this year. Now, begin to pray right now. Somebody pray. Jesus, you want to pray and present a request. Hannah, Hannah came to God and Bible says she poured the bitterness of her soul and said, oh God, if you shall look upon my affliction and give me a man child, I will give him to you all the days of his life. Because the case was too much for her. Brothers and sisters, the good news is God hears prayers. And he hears the prayers of a contract heart. A genuine prayer where you are telling God, God, I need your help. Sometimes you got to be specific. Don't, don't be walking, facing the future in fear. Face the future in God. Face the future. There are people standing here. Threats have surrounded you. You are surrounded by threats. Threats. You just don't know how things are going to be. And you are very worried about something. There are some of you, your health, you haven't decided you won't go to the hospital. You don't want to go because you know the doctors will say something that will discourage you. But the truth is, if it's a health challenge, it's, it's likely to get worse. If they don't, do some, they don't deal with it. But there is another dimension of things where what you are afraid of Present it, turn into a prayer request. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be. This is the best time to pray. This is the best time. Pray about what is threatening you. Pray about what is threatening your children. What is threatening your, your, mar your marriage. What is threatening your career. What is any concern you have. Why would you have a letter, a threatening letter from the police, from the doctors, in your bag, uh, in your pocket, or in your car and you across your leg maybe please stop that childishness present your request before God get it serious he said that she poured out the bitterness of her soul then she made a vow and said if that will indeed Bible said and she poured out the bitterness of us and she was in bitterness of and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish let me show you the best place to cry in prayer. When you finish, wipe your tears. Yeah. Face the future. Face the future, but come to God like a poor person. God, if, if you don't do something about this, God help me. And humble yourself in the time of prayer and see if God does not answer prayers. You want to pray again and present your request. Whatever it is, ask God, God, this case it's more than I can handle. God, this thing is threatening me. I present it to you. Show me a token for good. Turn my captivity around. So where else I say to this mountain be moved and we cast to a sin that shall not doubt in it. You have to say to mountains. Want to address the mountain and speak to the mountain. Mountain out. The Bible says in Zechariah, Who art thou, O great mountain, four six? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. 
Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. Before other people, we can't say it. But before Zerubbabel, ah, you shall be leveled out. Yeah. It's not by might. It's not by power. But my spirit, says the Lord. We want to address the mountain. He said, son of man, can these bones live? He said, no. he said prophesy to the bones. We have, we have called on God. We want to address any satanic imposition. Satan has imposed things on people. Some, some of us, is, is coming from your past. Shadows from your past are determined not to let you go. Tonight, they leave you alone. You want to address anything that looks like the finger of the devil and you address it that you are paralyzed. You are paralyzed. I overturn by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.